another exciting episode of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. I am Jarrett, and I'm here with the scourge of Iron Forge and industry public defender, Nick Zalankiewicz. I don't know if I'm defending anything today, but uh, yeah, that's fine. We'll go with that. You do it enough, that's the title. That's what we're sticking with. <laughs> that, that's what it says on my business cards? That's what it says on your business cards, exactly. Nice. So, uh, yeah, actually, is this the last week? Of... It is. We we should talk about what we've been playing. Yes, yes. Good. Yeah, good point. Um, okay, so what have I been playing? Uh, think about it. I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't ready. Uh, Improv. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's see. Well, I've been playing Endless Legend, which is like Endless Space, but it's on an actual planet. It's actually like, it's like Risk, but for computers. It's actually pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm not a big strategy guy. And I kind of like the way it plays, but I can definitely see it being more interesting when you play with other people. Because cause right now, it just kind of seems like I'm just trying to survive. Like that's that's about it. Maybe I'm just not good at it. Like my cities are not thriving. I'm on the verge of uh, rebellion everywhere. <laughs> I did find some interesting information about how I'm supposed to build the cities. Apparently, you're supposed to build the cities in a specific way, and the game never says anything about that. The game, when it goes through this tutorial, which is actually pretty lengthy, all it does is tell you what the buttons do and how they function, but they don't tell you any type of strategy information about the game itself. So. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Um, I'm playing Sticks Masters of Sh- Master of Shadows, which is a pretty cool stealth game. I like it. Uh, you cannot attack in that game. Like if you're spotted, you kind of go into this fight mode where you have to uh, you have to parry the enemy's attacks, and when you parry it enough times, you can then stab the enemy. But you can't just go up and and like just attack them from the front at least. So you can, if you, if you, you can stealth kill, but that's about it. Um, I haven't gotten far into it. I want to play more of it because it was, it was pretty good. I, I did like it. It's apparently, a, there's a whole universe of these games. It's from the same guys who made or, Up Orcs and Men. And, uh, yeah, Styx is a character from Up Orcs and Men, which was also a pretty good game that I just didn't get too deep into. Um, I don't know, maybe it's just the story couldn't carry me through. Uh, Sticks, he looks good. Like the 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 fantasy characters look good. The humans look terrible though. But the fantasy characters look good. And the environments look pretty good. So, and the music's pretty good. Um, other than that though, oh, Borderlands, the pre sequel, also very. It's good, but you could definitely tell it's not the the the, the real Borderlands team behind it. Uh, one, way too many bugs. Way too many bugs that we've been running into. And two. Uh, your characters now talk back to people. Like, before your characters would say stuff, like, while you're fighting, uh, especially when you were deploying your special, but now they actually have conversations with, uh, with the NPCs. And I'm not sure if I like that. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. Are they funny, or they're just informational? Like, it's just exposition, or like... The NPCs are funny. I haven't heard a Besides Claptrap, I haven't heard a character say anything funny. Besides Claptrap. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... Also, it's it was definitely made in Australia. Like, almost every NPC, besides ones that were previously established, have Australian accents. Hmm. So, and actually there's one called Peapot. 
he's so fucking annoying. Like, he talks for so long, and it's very annoying. But other than that, it's, it's a good game. I'm enjoying it. Uh, not as good as Borderlands 2, maybe, but I'm enjoying it nonetheless. What about you, Nick? I have been playing, well, the usual Hearthstone and uh, Warcraft. Um, but I've also, uh, I also played a little bit of PlayStation All-Stars. Really? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it was free on uh, PlayStation Plus, uh, so I picked that up. I even got the Vita version for free, even though I don't have a Vita. <laughs> yeah, it's a part of it comes as a part of the game. Yeah, so I downloaded that, so it's just sitting there in the little bubble to be installed, and I'm like, eh, that's not happening. Um, no, but uh, I played that. It's it is literally Smash Brothers for the PlayStation. Um, it's a little disheartening because there are a few characters I can't remember who off the top of my head. I think the Isaac from Dead Space. Um, He's in it. He's in it, but he's he's DLC. Uh, so you get okay. to the character selection screen, and you're like, oh, hey, here's some people that are locked, and I have to you know, beat story mode or something to get that. And then, no, it's as soon as you click on that, it's like, go to the PlayStation Store. It's like, oh. Uh, but um, it's, it's basically Smash Brothers, uh, except that instead of, you know, in Smash Brothers where you have to beat somebody to, like, you know, hundreds percent of damage, and then you can, like, punch them, and they go flying off. You have finishing moves, so you build up a charge, and then you you have to hit your finishing move. Um, I got into an interesting fight playing through story mode. I was uh, Kratos. I was up against a one-on-one -on -one match with um, oh, what's the clown from Twisted Metal? Oh, a Sweet Tooth. Yes, it was me against Sweet Tooth, and it was a really interesting fight because one of us would get our charge and then go to hit the finisher. And then the other one would just dodge, and like it was, it was, it was. It, it you, you start to see some of the tactical level there as far as making sure where you know how when you hit the uh, the finisher that you actually hit your finisher. Um, there are a few. There are a few matches. There was one. Uh, uh, it was a, a one or uh, a four player free for all match. I hit my finisher and got the all other three characters in it at the same time, and I killed everybody and won the match immediately. Yeah. So, um, so that you know, so so that, so yeah. If you can get the timing down on that, it's cool. Um, it's got the same kind of you know hit above, hit below you kind of moves. It it feels very Smash Brothers with a PlayStation controller instead of a you know a Nintendo controller. Um, and the the stages have a lot going on uh, because the stages don't even stay. The stages change franchises as you're playing them. Um, like there's one stage, I think the first stage I played in, it started off in the Parappa, the Rappa Dojo. Yeah. And then the background falls away, and then all of a sudden you've got like a Metal Gear in the background, like shooting beams at you. Like it's very, it's just very chaotic. Um, which I mean, for most of the time, that's kind of what you're looking for in that kind of fighting game. Um, but so I mean, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It's, as somebody who doesn't have a Wii U, uh, I, you know, I wish I had more controllers so I could play more against people. I played the online mode. It was just as random and haphazard as you'd expect. There's they still people playing that online? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, not that many, though, because it, it queued me up for one match, and then I left, and I tried to queue up for another match, and then it kind of took a while, and I was like, okay, but I'm still but, Right. <laughs> so there are some people still playing on that. Um, but, uh, no, it, overall, it was... It reminded me a lot of like Crash Team Racing back in the day, which was like a not you know like Sony's response to Mario Kart. Like you kind of captured the essence very well, and you're you know it's it's passable enough that you don't make me feel like oh I'm I'm 
you know, like I, I can play this instead of having to run out and get a Wii. But if you want your actual Mario fix, obviously you'll need to get Smash Brothers. Yeah, PlayStation All Stars is no uh, <laughs> no Smash Brothers by any account. Um, there was definitely some balancing issues, and then they closed that team up pretty early. Like the team that built that game, they closed down that studio uh, pretty quickly. I guess it just didn't have the uh, the appeal that they were looking for. I don't know, I played it for like a month or so, and I kind of put it to the side, and that was it. I'm pretty sure I traded it in. I still have the Vita version, though, uh, since it's on my account. Um, but yeah, the Vita version plays just like, uh, just the, the exact same as the PlayStation 3 version, which is cool. So it was an alright game. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a, a second one, but it definitely wouldn't have picked up a huge community. Not the way Smash Brothers have. No. No. Well, it's not It's not really innovating anything. It's just kind of like, it's like, did you want Smash Brothers, but with Sony characters? <laughs> Here you <laughs> right. go. Here's Kratos and Raiden. Have fun. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so I guess now we can get into our news bites, <laughs> because that's what I originally thought we were going to do. Uh, so let's see. What's been going on? Uh, so Sony, actually, speaking of Sony, I guess. Uh, they accidentally used the Sunset Overdrive font on a sale ad on PSN. I guess I I, I didn't see this ad myself. I uh, actually I wonder if they actually posted this on PSN or was it like on a website? But basically, they have something called Sale of the Dead. I guess their Halloween sale, and they used the the uh, font from Sunset Overdrive, and the guys from Sunset Overdrive. Called them out in the tweet. They said, "Hey, PlayStation, nice font. Glad you guys are excited for Sunset Overdrive too." And then they posted, uh, "What does this link go to?" Oh yeah, the link goes to a picture uh, of the of the ad for Sunset Overdrive. So, yeah, that happened. <laughs> I just find it amusing because the font is called Overdrive Sunset. So, like, either somebody who was working on this had like Sony does such a good job of like keeping their their employees from knowing what else is going on within the game industry that they had no idea like oh this is a game that's coming out for a competitor or they just didn't care or i don't know like you would think yeah like oh hey this says this looks like it's from another game it sounds like it's from another game maybe i shouldn't use that but unless they thought sunset overdrive was coming to the playstation at some point <laughs> i don't know maybe they just didn't think it was gonna matter i mean it's not like sunset overdrive made a big stink over it. they just you know pointed yeah. it out they i mean them. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, this in no way means that Sony thinks Sunset Overdrive is going to be any good. They just, whoever made that ad just liked the font. Maybe it's just Sony way of saying, like, the best thing about your game is the font. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, yeah, but Sun, uh, Sunset Overdrive guys got to make a little jab about that. Uh, also, we found out that uh, Wildstar developers, well, Wildstar, uh, NCSoft, I guess, it owns Wildstar, right? That is correct. They're laying off 60% of the Wildstar staff, uh, which would probably say it's probably on its way to free-to-play soon because uh, they, 60% of the staff can't well, be no, doing no, that well. No, no, it's 60 employees. Oh, I thought it was at 60%. Unless they, have 100, unless they had 100 employees, in which case. Oh, maybe. Okay, never mind. I read that wrong. Then. Yeah, and see, that's how the brain works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought it was at 60%. So 60 employees. I wonder how many employees they actually had working on it. I wonder how many subscriptions they actually have paying for it. <laughs> because 
I mean, it's one of those things like this, this, you know, this goes hand in hand with the we couldn't get the holiday updates out because we're working on the mega server merge, which that's never a good sign. Um, so, yeah, you know, Wildstar is the next WoW killer to, you know, throw itself up against the, the, the machine and fail. Um, I don't know, I find it funny because when Wildstar was being released on a lot of the WoW forums, there was a lot of hype for it. Everyone was like, yeah, Wildstar is going to be awesome. This is everything that we were looking for that WoW doesn't give us anymore because it's, it's very old school. It's got like attunement chains that, uh, you know, that WoW doesn't have anymore. And it's a, a lot, you know, a lot of the hardcore stuff that people romanticize about, uh, you know, earlier WoW. And yeah, now people kind of realize, you know what, that stuff did suck. Like having to run <laughs> all these other dungeons to get to the, the raid that you wanted to do, not fun. And I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, there's a market for that, but clearly not, you know, as much as you want, people might say like, wow, caters to the casual, like, wow, does a well, good enough job that it's still, it's still the number four MMO, uh, you know, overall, which we'll get to, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, Wildstar, I, I, you're right. It, it's. We've seen this happen before. It should go free to play within a few months, and then it'll just settle into whatever comfortable subscription base that it has going forward. Yeah, because I mean, it's not like Star Wars is dead either. That's still going on free yes. to play, right? They just had another expansion announced, I think. So yeah. they're, I mean, they're do they're doing okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's see what else we got here. Um. Uh, oh yes, the Riot League of Legends. Apparently, there's an exploit that has been uh, a lot of people have been triggering recently. Uh, what this exploit does is it allows you to swap out your auto attack with a your ultimate at level one, so you can then spam your ultimate over and over and over again. It is an exploit, and it's not just something that's built into the game. You have to use a third-party application to enable this exploit. Uh, Riot is saying that they are going to go hard after the people who use this exploit. But the thing is, like, to my knowledge, the League of Legends season is coming to a close soon. So, like, normally when a lot of people would, you know, be playing to, you know, get their final rank together, a lot of people are abstaining or just having their shit ruined because of this, <laughs> you know. So that's not too good, but it looks like uh, Riot is looking to wrap it up pretty quickly. And that way, I guess next season it'll be better. So, but yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's a pretty big deal. Um, oh yeah, and if they find that you have been doing this, you will be banned. Like that, that is it for you. It is done. Which, I mean, if, if that's the case, I mean, if you've spent a lot of money in the game or maybe even a lot of time, that's a big deal. But if you're just... A no average person, you'd probably just make a new account. <laughs> but well, I would have to think though that, I mean, this isn't the first time an MMO has reported a, a you know like a bug that was you know an exploit and therefore bannable. Like people know, like when you come across this kind of stuff, don't use it because you're gonna get caught. I mean, especially to something this obvious, like oh hey, you're you know you're level run at one and you're running around spamming your ultimate. Like that's it's not like you could be like. No, I was legitimately powered up. Like, no, it's clear. It's clear that you, you know, it's clear that you're you're using it. It's clear you're going to get banned. Um, and and yeah, so don't don't be stupid. Right. Cheaters never win. Remember that. 
No, cheaters win all the time. <laughs> but then don't be surprised when cheaters get banned later after they won. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, last news bite. So the de- developers of Hatred have been getting some uh, hatred themselves. Oh, Nick joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so the developers of Hatred, they, they have, uh, ever, ever since they released their, their, their trailer, Oh, obviously a lot of they've been getting a lot of attention, a lot of negative attention. A lot of people don't want this because they think it's gonna make video games look bad, which it will. Um I think Nick broke last week if if there's ever a violent crime somebody comes to violent crime and it's found out that they played this game, they gotta blame the whole thing on video games. So uh yeah, they actually released uh, a bunch of statements on their on their blog saying that, you know I guess people they were being compared to uh uh, neo-Nazi sympathizers and anti-Islamic xenophobes, and a lot of they're from Poland. A lot of them are saying that's you know, that's not true. My relatives were killed by Gestapo, or you know, my uh, my relatives were. I, I have grandparents that were, you know, fighting the Nazis and you know things like that. Uh, so, and even somebody said, if you know, I don't have a problem with gay people. I don't know if that was brought up as well probably if you're talking about neo-nazis and stuff like that so uh but they said they did thank the press saying you know uh all thanks goes to those who are trying to harm us with no desired effect what a pity talking then and they're talking about the press there so they said you know before they were a little company from the middle of nowhere and now everybody's heard about them and hatred and that's how it works that's how it works. You start talking about stuff and everybody knows about it. Like, if they, nobody talked about it, I would have never known about this game. And when it comes out, like I already said it, when it comes out, I'm going to check it out. You know? And that would have never happened if I would have never heard about it. Because I, I didn't receive any press release for this. You know? So, them's the breaks. They, they're 100% right. They, the media hasn't put them in the forefront. So. No, they, they, they played that very well. I think the only thing they didn't count on is that People, when faced with a character who almost seems to be even beyond nihilistic, just 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 you know, seemingly pure destruction and murder, um, I think they were they they maybe should have expected that people would try to con- like not really understand that fully and try to conflate it with other known hate groups. So it's I, like it's not surprising that people are like, oh, well, this is like some kind of neo-Nazi thing, or you know, they're they're anti anti whatever. They're, you know, you know the thing is to a degree, like they're anti everything. They said I hate everyone. Like that was what the opening line in the trailer or whatever. So it's not. I mean, technically, yeah, you do hate gays and is, Islamists, or at least the character does. I should say, not the people making the game. Right. Um, but when you release something like that, to expect to you know to you release something so so brutal. Um, to expect a wide audience to to comprehend that with nuance, um, I think you're giving people a lot of credit there, and especially too, like they know that they're releasing this because it's so brutal and impactful and violent, um, and that's exactly what they were counting on to get the, the attention that I, they got. Um, but yeah, that attention's then also going to come with the fact that people don't completely understand it. So it's it's one of those things like we're we're happy that you're talking about it, but you're not talking about it the right way. Like no, you don't get to you don't get to whine about that. Like, you know, again, we're still talking about your damn game. You know, we're talking about you being a little whiny bastards, but we're also talking about your game. So enjoy that. Yeah. So I'm sure they're going to push forward unless they just get that much pressure. I wouldn't be surprised if hatred 
in the form that we've seen never actually comes out. If, if at some point they, they're like, oh, hey, you know, that was a little too harsh and, and you know, maybe this isn't the right kind of game to release or, or, or whatnot. And then they're like, oh, but here's another game with a very similar engine and you're running around actually like, you know, more, more you know, standard fare. Um, and this is all just some kind of massive PR blitz to get attention to the studio so that their next project, their legitimate project can be released. But that said, I mean, whatever, the, you know, that trailer, it looked like it's a legitimate game. So maybe I'm maybe I'm just reading too much in here. Well, we'll see. I think I think they're going to put it out, like, you know. I think uh, because of their pride, they, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna push this one out, and we'll see. It, it better be like a compelling game. Like it better have good gameplay, and because I, 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 if if it comes out and it's just a shitty game where you're just like shooting people in the head, like, eh. <laughs> in a way, it's you know it's, it's you know it's a lot of hubbub over nothing. But if it's actually if it's actually like oh wow that's actually you know it it has the opportunity to you know if it, if it's at all good it has the opportunity to really like force people to be like i don't like the message this game sends but the game itself is good and it'll be interesting to see how people react to that but if ever if it's just like oh, it's crappy gameplay even standard gameplay even if it's just eh, you just shoot people like unless it actually kind of like pushes the envelope in that regard i, I feel like it's going to get dismissed a lot well yeah that's the thing like that's why I'm, i, I want to check it out because i mean if it's just Going around shooting people is gonna be a very, very boring game. Now we'll see what they're gonna do. I mean, they could just they could push that out in no time, unless they're gonna focus everything they, their entire all their dev- development efforts on the look and the gore and stuff like that. So we'll see. But you know, for now, they're they're pushing forward, and they thank the press. So you're welcome. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and get into our actual articles here. Uh, so today we're going to talk about a developer threatening Gabe, and then Gabe kills his career. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice word choice. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about uh, what defines an actual MMO based on this on this uh, article from Joystick. Well, actually, it's not an article from Joystick, but some some research that Joystick picked up and posted. So we'll talk about that. But first of all, let's talk about Portal Two and how uh, it's better for brain training. Some research was done at Florida State University that is saying that Portal 2 is better for brain training than your average brain training software. Uh, What they did was they had uh, two groups of players. One group played Lumosity for eight hours, and the other group played Portal 2 for two hours. And the study found that the uh, Portal 2 players uh, had better results than the Lumosity Lumosity players uh, for eight hours. It's, you know, better cognitive skills and problem solving and things like that. Um, That's that's a great headline to hear. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with Lumosity, uh, but you know, to see that, you know, regular games can be used to to improve, uh, you know, to train your brain and, you know, help, help you out. But one thing I brought up to Nick beforehand Lumosity is not built to be played for eight hours. I mean, technically speaking, Portal 2 isn't really built to be played for eight hours, but you can. If you want to, you can just keep playing Portal 2. Uh, Lumosity is specifically built for you to play for, like, 15 to 30 minutes at the max. At the max, 30 minutes. Uh, And then you're supposed to wait a whole 24 hours before you go and do it again. That's how Lumosity is built. 
So I can totally see, because actually I have Lumosity, and I really don't use it. Like, sometimes I use it, sometimes I don't. I, I mean, I have Lumosity, but, like, there's the Lumosity has this test, right, that you can take to see to, so you can gauge where you are, and then 10 weeks later, you're supposed to take the same, you're supposed to take the, the test again and see how you grade then. That test is a minimum of 30 minutes, and it is grueling. It is grueling. Like, it is like, it, 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 it can get really, really tough. Uh, so for somebody to sit there and play Lumosity for eight hours, dude, like, that is, that will lead to mental fatigue like no other. At least with Portal, you have breaks, like, you know, you're walking between rooms. You have GLaDOS talking. You have a Wheatley talking. They're telling jokes. It's a funny game. You know, it's, it's you know, cool shit's happening. But honestly, you're just kind of sitting there pressing buttons. Like, that is rough, man. What kind of tests is Lumosity subjecting you to? Well, like, the games you play, they're like games you will find on, like, your iPhone. Like, they're like that, like, you know, matching numbers, matching symbols, you know, um, like, you uh, doing things speedily, you know, that's, you know, stuff like that. Pattern recognition. You know, it's, it's you know, Lumosity is not bad, and it usually doesn't take that long. It usually takes me about 15 minutes to run through Lumosity, and sometimes I just forget to do it. Most of the time, I forget to do it. Um, there were there are spats where I would do it for like four or five, you know, eight weeks straight, uh, and it's it's fine. And you know, I notice a difference, like because they had they track your progress and you know how uh, how well you're doing in certain areas, and I see the bar is going up, so that's good. Now, how that's been, um, how that affects my you know, outside luminosity, like my work life and stuff like that. I'm not exactly sure, to be honest with you, if if it's actually working. Um, but yeah, I mean, with Portal 2, I mean, the difference between Portal 2, well, not the difference between Portal 2 and luminosity, but one of the differences is that Portal 2, I think it costs, you know, you can get it for like 25 bucks now or something like that, versus luminosity, which is like 15 bucks a month. And, um, but then again, like, nobody adds things to Portal 2. Whereas with Lumosity, they're, they're constantly adding new puzzles and things like that. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if the study was 100, but it was really all that fair. That's the thing. Like, you know, you have to, you're not really comparing apples to apples here. You're comparing something that's meant to be an entertainment product and give players breaks and things like that. Whereas Lumosity does not do that. It is not built for that. I think I think it's a, at least this article. It's a combination of one. It's a start. It's a study that's not fair. I mean, you're you're someone that's familiar with Lumosity, and you're saying that, you know, they're they're you know you you can't use the product incorrectly and then complain when something else performs better. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it's like saying you know it'd be like saying like my bike goes faster than my car when I drive it backwards. Yes. <laughs> um, so you know so i mean there there's you know you need you know whoever did this study that needs to you know you know and, I, and again we're, we we're only reading an article about the study so it's not clear how in depth the actual study was um but uh yeah you'd have to think like there'd have to be some kind of comparison like well if you only did use lumosity for 30 minutes a day over the course of you know several weeks versus playing portal 2 for 30 minutes a day playing portal 2 for 8 hours a day um you know, it's, you know, even then, yeah, like, just you do Lumosity in one eight hour, like, it doesn't work that way. That's like, that's like saying, like, okay, you know, I normally eat, you know, three meals a day every day over the course of a week, but if I just eat all my food once, like, that's much more nutritious. 
if I eat in one eight-hour session, then eating it spread out throughout the week. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not. No. So. Um, but yeah, but then, you know, that's the other thing too, is, you know, you get somebody who's not familiar with Lumosity and then they're, they're, you know, you know, just looking to jump on the, you know, yay, you know, hooray for games bandwagon as it were, um, you know, and this looks good for portal two and everything. And it does kind of look bad. Like, Oh, look at that stupid subscription service that they're making you pay for. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a feel good headline, but it really, it, it needs work. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would I'm wondering if somebody's going to try to, uh, you know, come up with a counter study to this using the points that I brought up. I'm not too lazy. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what would happen if they actually tested it within the parameters of each, I guess, each each application. Well, you know, you you use Lumosity and you immediately spotted the flaw in this study. So clearly if uh, whoever did the study had used Lumosity – um, they might have been smart enough to realize that their experiment was flawed from the start. Uh, maybe. Not everybody could be me, Nick. Not everybody <laughs> could be me. So, all right, let's move on to our next topic. So, uh, a developer, uh, the developer of Paranautical Activity, uh, I guess uh, his game got released on Steam the other day. But on the, uh, he got some front page, uh, some front page action he was he was on the front page of steam but it marked his game as an early access game when it actually had just come out of early access and the developer got very mad about it <laughs> apparently and he just let out a, a group of tweets actually can we find those tweets because I, I yes i don't have those here anymore. oh here it was it was uh well first off it starts with a screenshot that says you know paranautical activity now available in early access and uh unfortunately um Unfortunately, it's with uh, with Halloween approaching, everybody is making their their name into uh, you know some sort of Halloween scary uh, you know like a scary twist on it, kind of like how they do at the end of the, in the Simpsons credits for the Halloween episode yeah. with uh, James Hell Brooks and whatnot. Um, so the, the the developer's name is Mike Malbeck, and uh, for Halloween he changed his name to Mike Murderbeck on Twitter, um, which you'll see it does not help his situation here. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, so we have the screenshot here, uh, you know, for Paranautical Activity now available on Early Access. And this is in all caps. It says, are you fucking kidding me, Steam? We just released out of Early Access, and this is our front page banner. And then the next tweet is, first they forced me to delay the game because I can't release on weekends. Now this, Steam is the most incompetent piece of fucking shit. Then we have, fucking Steam is just fucking taking money out of my pocket, misinforming people that my game is in fucking early access. And then here is the prize winner. I am going to kill Gabe Newell. He is going to die. Yeah, so obviously that's the, not the smartest thing to say about... Actually, he also complained about Steam having an awful monopoly. Yes. And then he says that... Actually, I'm sorry. He said he says that after he says he's gonna kill Gabe yeah. Newell. Well, and I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nick. Oh well, no, I was just gonna say like yeah, because that happens and then Gabe, or, well Steam, that happens and then Steam pulls the game because they clearly don't want you know developers making death threats and then they're like oh hey here let's you know sell your game so you can buy money to kill Gabe, um, and then yeah so then at that point steam pulls the game because he made the death threat and then that's when he starts talking about well steam has a monopoly because it's such a large part of the market yeah so he says that then steam replies by saying uh that well steam replies not by saying but by acting on it 
and they removed the game from Steam, and then they released a statement saying that they are uh, cutting off ties with that developer. So, you know, the guy is, you know, he's mad because Steam is taking money out of his pocket because they marked the game incorrectly. Well, now you, you have no pockets. Like, at this point, like you, you yeah, that's it. Well, that's not true. And, and I mean, one of the things is that the game is still available in plenty of other markets. Um, and, and, and so anybody who may actually feel bad for, uh, you know, uh, what's the, what's the company that, uh, was doing this here. Um, but uh, you know, anybody who feels bad for that game, um, they can still go buy it. It's still available on other services. Um, yeah, but it's not just, I mean, obviously steam is the, you know, Steve's the, steam's the 800 pound gorilla, but there are other services you can get. Uh, I'm trying to think where else it was available. Um, but, uh, well, like the Sora and, uh, where else does it say this is available? Um, the Sora and Humble Store. Yes. Right, like the, the day they made this announcement, it's the game sold 12 copies on non-steam platforms total between the two. Well, to, yeah, but the day they made the announcement, like, well, it's, you know, it's one of those things too, like, one, I mean, the only thing we know about the game is it was made by a guy that threatened to kill Gabe. Like, we, is the game good? Is the game I haven't bad? really heard anybody talk about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. And second, like, I don't even, it looks like it's a shooter? Yeah, it's a first-person shooter. It's a, it's a roguelike. Okay. Looks like Minecraft, to be honest oh, with yeah, you. Yeah, it does, it does have some very, very block-like graphics. Um so I mean that you know it's it's easy to sit there and say like oh the game didn't only sold twelve copies because it wasn't on Steam which true being on Steam would probably help it but on the other hand like I don't know like it, you know it, it, it you know I we need to find like a review of the game to actually like determine like if this is worth uh, worth being disappointed about I think at any any rate the fact that it's not on Steam is only hurting it you know well yes and no um, I mean in if the thing is, though, regardless of Steam, like the whole point of being on Steam is so you get advertising, you get you know exposure. Um, the game's getting exposure now. Um, it's not getting the right kind of exposure, but nobody can say, or you know, or at least any, anybody who's hearing this can, you know, you know, anybody who's seen the articles about the game and the death threats made, um, they can't say that they didn't know about the game to go get it. Um, you know, this this in a way, this is advertising for the game and. If anybody sees this and like, you know what, this actually looks like it might have been an interesting game, they're more than welcome to find where they can get it from without it having been on Steam. Um, you know, if you know, and, and even then, you know, for he got the twelve copies on Steam, he did have even if it was admittedly labeled early access, um, but he did have a front page real estate there briefly. Um, so I, I I don't know. I mean, maybe people don't buy games that say early access, but. It's not, you know, I, I feel like at this point, awareness of the game is no longer an issue. I think people know about the game. Uh, to a degree, in this negative aspect, and this news is going to be buried next week. So, yeah, I think, like, if he, if he would have just kept his mouth shut, he would have had other opportunities to get put on, or not to keep his mouth shut, per se, but to actually approach this the right way. I mean, yes. I think it's, the, the, here, the, the issue that nobody's saying is that I think he, the guy has clear issues with Steam. Because yes. instead of seeing the error and contacting Steam, he just flew off the handle. You know, he's like, oh, I hate Steam. I'm going to kill Gabe Newell. I hate Steam fucking Monopoly. That wasn't just from this one thing. You don't do that 
just from this one this one thing. So it's clear that the guy he he was clear he clearly does not like steam. You would hope not just from this one thing. I mean, there may well either there's a history of incidents or there's a history of this guy, I and mean, he says that he tends to vent on Twitter, which that's not the smartest thing to do. I mean, that's basically like you know just every time you get pissed off about something, pulling out a bullhorn and then just yelling it in public, like you know, like it doesn't it doesn't make your argument look valid. It just makes you look like a nut job, which right. is kind of what happened here. Right, you're right. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's just not cut out for this. There's definitely some some. Uh, there are definitely better ways to handle the situation, and he picked the poorest. Yes, I mean, you know, it's 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 you know, it's just one of those things. Like like it it, it almost it's one of those things where it, it it should be obvious. Like when you are out there tweeting, like you know, it's not just you talking to whomever. Like especially in a case like this, you're trying to promote your game. You're trying to promote your brand. You are the PR for your game. And you can't do that. Like, it's one of those things, like, it, it, it's one of the, you know, it's like, you, it's, it should be so obvious, like, you don't make death threats on Twitter. You just don't. No good ever comes of them. Like, what are you, whatever you're trying to achieve by making those death threats, unless it's to, you know, foster fear and terror, in which case, good job. But, like, no, like, no, but, like, you just don't. And especially in this case, like, I mean, it's easily it's easy to kind of compare this like, oh, well, we've had people making death threats over Gamergate recently, which yes, but this is this is very different because in those cases there were no actual consequences to that. Like people are making it a vacuum, they're making it fake accounts, and and you know the difficulty of actually tracking it back to them and and, and holding them accountable for their comments, you know, is, is impossible. But here, like, no, this guy actually had you know this guy actually had like a vested interest in maintaining a you know positive reputation online, um, and the ultimate cause of that is his game got pulled from Steam and he had to, he left the company, so it's you know it, it's kind of it's it's sad in that regard. It's a bit of a tragedy that this guy couldn't you know didn't realize what he was doing, and, and to a degree, it's it's. It's one of those things like, okay, you know what? I get it. You're you're pissed about you know Valve mismarketing your game. Maybe you've had other you know issues with them in the past. You know, and Steam you know Steam's a flawed service, and that's fine. You know, that, there's nothing necessarily incorrect about that. But you need to just be mature and just not do this. Like it's not like like it's not difficult. Like you know, before you tweet, is this a death threat? Yes or no? If no, do not hit tweet. Like it's not <laughs> it's not hard, and it's just amazing. It's it's just amazing that there are people that don't grasp that very simple concept yeah yeah i mean it's totally his fault and when i said it, that you know gabe killed his career I mean, obviously gabe didn't directly but uh because of this he did resign from his position from that development company uh because you know as long as he's there they're never gonna be able to put anything on steam again and unfortunately if you are a pc developer and your game is not going on steam uh odds are that it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, there's been very, very, very few PC games that have done that. Minecraft is probably the biggest one that comes to mind that was not on Steam. But for the most part, simply for exposure, you need to be on Steam. And that them's the breaks, man. That's 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 how it goes. So, yep, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, sometimes some people just serve as an example for others. And he is an example of what not to do when it comes to uh, handling disputes with Steam. I hope people learn from his example. And it should have been obvious that we didn't need an example in the first place. But I feel like, is it, no, like, the, the, people will, people always shoot themselves in the foot all the time. This is just the latest in a, in a, in a string of incidents that will continue. Yeah. So, all right. 
let's move on to our last topic. Uh, so Joystick, I had a headline saying League of Legends tops MMO revenue list Hearthstone number 10. And actually, this is a list we talked about last year, I believe, that had WoW at number one. WoW has dropped to number four on this list. It's top 10 MMOs by worldwide revenue for 2014 year to date. Here's the list. Number one, League of Legends. Number two, Crossfire. No fucking idea what that is. Number three, Dungeon Fighter Online. Four, World of Warcraft. Five, World of Tanks. Six, Maple Story. Seven, Lineage. One, eight, Counter-Strike. Nine, Dota 2. Ten, Hearthstone. The fact that Maple Story and Lineage 1 are still there is mind-blowing to me. That people still play those games. I thought Maple Story was sucked when it first came out. And people like just just fall in fucking love with that game. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, what we're here to talk about is how... Well, first of all, well, one thing I want to mention is though the revenue, the WoW's revenue, wasn't it like... I wonder if we could find last year's report. It was over a billion last year. It was year. over a billion last it, and year. It, it, it dropped because they've... It dropped because they've had subscri- subscriber issues and also... Um, they've had a distinct lack of content for the last uh, – well, actually, they just had their first patch, what was it, two weeks ago for the first time in well over a year. So, um, yeah, no, no, they've been, they've been struggling with, to, to maintain their numbers. They're still doing well. They just hit uh, 7.4 million, I think. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're moving back in the right direction, and they have the expansion coming out in a few weeks. So they're in a – you know, they're in a good position. Uh, they're not where they used to be. Um, but I don't – I, I don't I don't think they'll hit a billion uh, in revenue again. It was like one point two billion. Last it was one point two billion. Yes, that was a lot. It was a lot for them to drop down to seven two uh, seven twenty eight million seven hundred twenty eight million. Uh, but yeah, so now WoW's dropped down to number four, and if those those top three games were actual MMOs, uh, I mean I, maybe Dungeon Fighter can count more as an MMO, but legal and I I don't say I don't know what Crossfire is, so I'm just not going to talk about it. But um, League of Legends is in there. Uh, Counter-Strike Online is in there. Dota 2 is in there. Hearthstone is in there. Those are not MMOs. They're not. And this is why they're not MMOs. I mean, just because a game has a lot of players doesn't make it an MMO. You know, like uh, League of Legends has obviously millions of players. But when you actually play the game... At the most, you're talking uh, you're talking five on five, so ten ten players. Uh, also, it looks like Crossfire, yeah. So Crossfire is like an also it's like a Counter Strike online. Uh, Nick just passed me, so all, I'm gonna go ahead and say that that is not an MMO, unless it's. I see. I have to watch a video of it. No, 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 no. Yeah, if if it's like Planet Side, like sure, but no, this is definitely like a Counter Strike ish game. Yeah, well, shit, it looks like Counter-Strike. I wonder if it's built in the same engine. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm going to say Crossfire is also not an MMO. But, yeah, like League of Legends, you're talking like 10 players in a game. Counter-Strike, 10 players in a game. Dota 2, 10 players in the game. Hearthstone, one-on-one. Sure, there has a, there's a, a huge player base, but that doesn't make an MMO. An MMO is when you have a lot of players in a single instance. Like, WoW is an MMO because you have, what, thousands of players? inside of a single instance of a server, you know, inside of a single game world. Um, world of Tanks also is the same thing. It's a, uh, that's a, that's, I mean, it's free to play, 
But the, actually, I don't even know how many people play uh, World of Tanks. Like, I don't know what the, what the size is. I think it's 32, maybe. Like, uh, so maybe 16 and 16, or maybe uh, 32 and 32. Um, but Maple Story, Lineage 1, Nails are definitely MMOs. Dungeon Fighter Online, uh, you make smaller groups when you play together, but that it kind of falls in the same categories as a Guild War. Guild Wars, and it's, it's Dungeon Crawling MMO. But yeah, like League of Legends and Dota 2 and Hearthstone and Counter-Strike Online, those are not MMOs. So I wonder what other criteria they got wrong in this report uh, to to say that it's 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 not really valid. Technically, just by a straight-up massively multiplayer online game, um, everything meets that requirement. So as far as, I mean, they're not, you know, they're not, restricting it to just MMORPGs, which I know MMO can be a sh- you know shorthand for um, at times. Um, and even then, I think last year, League of Legends was on that list and Do- Dota was on that list that we compared it to. Um, so it's... Yeah, it's not a straight apples-to-oranges comparison or apples-to-apples comparison, but it's still... You know, they're, they're still all fighting for the same dollar here in this regard. That... Um, I have to disagree. Like, they don't meet... Like, MMO is massive multiplayer online. I didn't say RPG. Like, there's tons of... Like, for example, like, Planetside is an MMO FPS, and there is no RPG element to that. Besides the RPG elements you get in FPSs these days, like, love one and things like that. The thing is, like, if, if, if you just gauge MMO by having a large player base, how almost every game, almost every multiplayer game is going to be, you know, going to fit the criteria for this list. What That's the thing. Is... Like, it has to be per instance. Like you have to be playing a lot of people per instance. That that's the difference between an MMO and a regular multiplayer game. I'll be- see that. I, I, no, I'll, I'll see that. I, I I think the argument could be made that, um, like Call of Duty should be up here wherever because I'm sure Call of Duty brings in a ton of money on a yearly basis, and that by their by their qualifications would be an MMO. You've got people in those instances playing. Uh, playing and whatnot so yeah uh, yeah i I think they do need a a more strict definition of mmo or at least to define that very clearly in the argument here um yeah so i mean yeah call of duty you're right call of duty should be up there if if that's what they classify as an mmo what they're doing here is taking free-to-play games and subscription-based mmorpgs and putting them together and in my opinion that's that doesn't match up that doesn't match up. And League of Legends should not be in here. Dota. Especially Counter-Strike. Like, Counter- what's the, difference between, the only difference between Counter-Strike Online and Counter-Strike Go is that you have to buy weapons. You know, that's, that, that, that's, that's the difference. You have to buy weapons. In Counter-Strike Go, you, just ha- you, you, you have all the weapons available to you, and then you just need to buy, uh, what you call it? Uh, you could buy, like, paint for your gun and shit like that. You know, uh, I, no, I'm I'm looking this over now, and I'm even seeing that uh, I guess it's Super Data who does the research here, and they're they're talking about how, uh, you know, Warcraft lost 600,000 subscribers. Or no, I'm sorry, it saw a 600,000 subscriber increase leading up to the new expansions, and then it's on track to tally 8.2 million subscribers by the end of the year. Where are they getting that from? Like, are you just saying, like, oh, they picked up 600,000 in the last quarter, and if they pick up another 600,000, like, they'll be up to 8.2 million? Because that that seems like very, very lazy, lazy math. 
Like, right. why would you? Why would you think that? Like, especially a lot of people who are going to buy this. Like, unless you feel that there's 8.2 million people actually interested in the expansion going forward, I think what you know, a lot of the people that are interested in that are already playing it, and I don't know. You know, I don't know how many more people are are waiting. I don't know if they, you know, maybe they've had Blizzard's picked up some subscribers this quarter already that they haven't tallied on yet because that report hasn't come out. Um, so maybe they know something that I don't. But it seems, I don't know. It, it I don't know. It, it's, I mean, it's nice that somebody's calculating these numbers. It's nice that they're kind of giving us a, a feeling of like who's the true number one, um, as it were. But yeah, there's a lot of questions that this report raises um one other thing that's interesting to note is that if you look at, you know just going by the revenues uh you've got you know the top four you know league of legends crossfire dungeon fighter online and world of warcraft um in there all what warcraft has 728 million revenues league of legends has 946 million in revenues um after that there's a drop of basically you know, like half, like, you know, from number four to number five, World of Tanks, it goes from 728 million to 369 million. And then after that, it drifts down to number 10, Hearthstone, only having 114 million. So you've basically got these four big powerhouses, each with roughly 10%. I mean, Warcraft is at 9%, and everybody else is uh, about 11 or 12%. Um, so you've got these four big powerhouses, and then after that, everybody's kind of fighting for the scraps at that point. Um, and I have to wonder, um, but one thing I have to wonder is like when you've got something like Heroes of the Storm, which is still only an alpha, like when that shows up, what's that, you know, is that going to knock, you know, presumably it'll knock Hearthstone out because that's number 10 if it's going to knock anything out. Um, so, you know, it's, you know, and uh, it, it, you know, it, it's really, it seems that there's a long tail here because even if you add, you add up what that's about 40% there and then you've got about, you really only have about 50, maybe like 55% of the market accounted for, at least however they're defining the MMO market. You've really only got about 55% of the market accounted for in this top 10. And so for however rev you know for whatever revenue those other games are making, there's got there's clearly a long tail here. I mean, the, you know, think of all the the traditional MMOs that we're not seeing on here, like Planet Side, uh like Wildstar, like the Old Republic. Um you know, like Aeon and, and uh, was it Terra and all those others that, that are still out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, so they're all, you know, they're all surviving. They're all, you know, they're, they're, they're all, presumably they're all somewhere around the 100 million mark. That seems at least, you know, that seems to be about the 1% of the 1% of the, uh, the field here at this point. So there's a lot of money in, in uh, how they define MMOs at the very least. So, Absolutely. And I think it's wrong. So <laughs> I think it's wrong. This list is irrelevant to me. I won't be making any investments based on this. Nah, but I decided I gotta make investments anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. So Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I would I would I I, I would really like this to get a uh <laughs> a much better a, a much a more much more defined uh, reasoning behind how they they made this list. So, yeah, but that's gonna wrap up our topics. Let's see what's coming out. Um, Sunset Overdrive on Tuesday, Lords of the Fallen on Tuesday. Uh, actually, apparently there's a day one edition for Sunset Overdrive. I don't know what the deal is with that, since I don't have it. I won't definitely won't be getting the day one edition. Um, 
that comes with the font for your computer. <laughs> har har, Nick. Har har. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Oh, another one with a day one edition. Like, I guess they, <laughs> they're like, oh, well, fuck the pre-orders. Just make sure they get it on day one. I, I wonder what the difference is. Uh, let's see what else is happening. Um, WWE 2K15 on the 28th. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Unity on November 11th. Uh, let's see. I think a Sonic Boom game with the, with the new Sonic heroes and stuff with the new with the really newly defined uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue. Uh, so Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland on the thirtieth. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Age Inquisition on the eighteenth. Oh, Watch Dogs for the Wii U finally November eighteenth. <laughs> Uh, so, and actually Grand Theft Auto 5, number 18. Hmm. Well, actually, uh, one thing that you guys should know is that we will not have, well, there, we will not have a mash cast for the next two weeks. Uh, that is the week of, well, actually, well, this is coming out on the 27th, so you, you guys will listen to this, but, uh, this Friday we're going to have a new podcast, uh, which I'm not 100% sure which one's going to be. Uh, whether it's going to be the, uh, the FGC, the Fighting Game Community Podcast, or the uh, mobile podcast that we've been that we're that we're doing, uh, I guess you'll find out on Friday. So your Friday, we're publishing one of those, and then the seventh, we are also publishing another new podcast, and we will be back on the fourteenth. Looks like that sound good to you, Nick? Yeah, yeah, that that should be good. Okay, so yeah, look out for those guys and. Uh, We will catch you on the 14th. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we'll see you guys in a few weeks. Have fun. Have a good one.